Hi everybody! Um, welcome to our third episode that we have this um, uh, for our everything design show. We basically have uh, been working from home, and I think across the world we're also working from home. And today we have our you know guest speaker who is coming to us from down under. Um, he's a close friend of mine. Uh, I've known him for about maybe almost coming to 10 years. Um, his name is uh, Man Wong. He's a PhD in design um, at the same school that I went to with Swinburne University. Um, recently, he's been winning quite a lot of awards in Swinburne, a lot of teaching awards, um, teaching and learning awards, which is good. But I think for the past two years, he's been um, very uh, engaged with um, design thinking and design innovation education at Swinburne. Um, and I last, uh, two years ago, I actually invited him over to Singapore to come and teach our communication design students. So um, if you're listening, some of you may remember him from a workshop that he did with us um, two years ago at our communication design course here in Singapore. Um, so without further ado, let me uh, introduce Man. Uh, hi, Man. Come and say hi. Hello. Hello. Hey, hello. 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 Hey, hello. Thanks, thanks for that gracious uh, intro. <laughs> oh no 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 no! It's it's a it's a it's a well deserved introduction. Everybody who comes here is a um very very well deserved uh person and uh uh people who are close to my heart or at least uh people that I'm always very interested to at least hear what they are doing um yeah. and you know, especially with 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 regards to design. Um, because for me, I've known Man for about, oh, like I said, almost 10 years. And we've been on this journey um, of design for a very long time. You know, I've, I've constantly been in conversations with him about how the world is, you know, moving and how design really has been playing a part with that, right? Um, so, you know, maybe why, why not we start off with, uh, you know, what are you, what are you teaching um, nowadays? You know, um, you, know you, you, you are teaching design thinking as well as innovation design, you know, so maybe why don't you just tell us what, what, what you do, who you're teaching that to, um, you know, who you maybe you're teaching with or what's the content or what are the main things that you typically cover in, in your, your course? Yeah, I think let, let me start off with uh, my uh, background. Oh yeah, yeah that's I good. have I have been in graphic design, and then you know it, it uh, gradually it shifted to a com communication design, mm. um, and communication design takes on a a, a much broader uh, uh, aspect of of human centric, the human centricity of of uh, design. Who are we designing for? Why are we designing for? And what is the, the the motivation that drives people to our design, to our innovation? And in fact, at that point in my career or in my professional career, the, the journey, that was the pivotal point where it exposed me to a a a, a, a 
very broad sense of design making mm. you know design um, creation for users and that was how I started my journey in human-centered design mm. or, or uh, design thinking yeah. and from then on I have invested time to learn about how how could we um, share that 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 passion and the knowledge. Mm. Uh, and that was how I got into teaching. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and, uh, sorry, you're saying, yeah. Yeah. And in the past uh, few years, uh, when I first started to teach service design, you know, service design is um, design thinking, which is more focused on user experience and the, the user journey and um, service delivery. Yeah, across a bigger spectrum, a bigger um, uh, ecosystem of service provision. And that was how I got really engaged in how we can look at a simple um, way of delivering a, a service, okay, or a product to our customers in a more engaging way and in a more sustainable way. That means it's not just on a one-off basis, but for a much more sustained period throughout that consumption journey. Mm. Yeah. So what I teach in, in uh, university is uh, service design predominantly okay. and, and design thinking um, in general, mm. that means we teach design thinking as a cultivation of mindset, mm. you know, specifically on a service or on a product, but on building that um, that mindset to embrace that shift in the importance of engaging our users. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Um so I mean you you touched upon your teaching of service design, um about a bit of the background mm. in service design as well as teaching in design thinking. So I guess a lot of people may have the question, right? Is I've heard about service design, I've heard about design thinking. What would you say is the main difference? Or what you, and, and as well as what would you say are some of the similarities, right? Because people can get quite confused between the two. Um, what would you say are the main differences between service design and design thinking? Yeah, I think just to frame it in a simpler way, because there are too many uh, variations, you know, mm. and some are very proprietary. Some people own terminologies some people own some labels mm. which is very much associated with this arena mm. you know they call it or oh, this is how we want to frame it you know but essentially it's still the same understanding your users mm. yeah so uh, there are some processes there are some tools that people have um gotten very familiar with mm. uh, but they try to introduce a new term yeah. you know, make it a, a new buzzword and mm. that is how it gets promoted mm. in a much higher level yeah but to me service design takes on a more 
uh, systemic systemic way. That means mm-hmm. you look at it in totality, in okay. a more holistic way, from the journey of um, the the user, mm-hmm. right from the beginning, where the idea of getting or or uh, gaining access to a website or to a to a service, mm-hmm. right up to the point where they would repeatedly continue sustainably using that uh, specific um, service. Mm. Now, that that is more uh, focused, very, very service-oriented mm. uh, way of, of innovating yeah. something for the users. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, because because and, yeah. In, 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 in a broader sense is that... Uh, you bring in the involvement. You bring in the engagement of your users. You know that to me is like the the fundamental tenets that you, you, we are we are we are uh, cultivating in in our students. So, if students have come to a point where they've 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 gathered enough confidence, you know, to to uh, frame a problem. To look at the brief and say, yes, I am familiar with the tools. I have my toolbox. I have the I'm I'm familiar with the process. I am going to manage this problem. Ill-defined, you know, most of the time problems are very badly defined, very ill-defined, you know. Uh, and via via design thinking, students can gradually gradually they can build that mindset you know to tackle to handle and to make uh, research informed you know mm. re- evidence informed uh, mm. decisions yeah. on why they want to do it for who they want to do it and how can they sustain that solution I see, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I mean, I think the first point that you brought about is um quite important, especially when we're talking about all these definitions, right? Um, I mean, when from the industry, um, and I think from academia as well. So academia does bring in a lot of these different terminologies, right? The user-centered design parts, um, yeah. you know, design anthropology, design ethnography. Um, and I think over the years, we've started to realize that there are quite a few overlaps right there's also um, a few overlaps in terms of the ideologies um, when it comes to again the key, the key speakers right you've got your Tim Brown you've got your Don Norman right you've got your these people who have coined out these terms and IDEO who have also been using these terminologies for the past 20 years um, mm. th- there's a lot of people and I think the industry is growing definitely um, so I think that's a very important point to understand like that that a lot of these tools that we're using um they cut across quite a few of these fields as you call it right um and you know we're, we're starting and, and it's very easy for a lot of people to get confused like, but i think the main point that you've you've brought about is that how are we ultimately solving something that the end user gets to benefit from you know uh how can we improve the experience of that user at the end of the day right then the other mm. thing that you also mentioned um 
about it is also um, building that confidence, right? Um, you yeah. know, cultivating sort of that mindset, you know, and I think that confidence comes down to a few things, right? I think from design thinking um, and, mm. you know, moving some of these things, we, we start to see that, oh, you know, when I get a brief, when I get a problem statement, um, what do I do first, right? So I think, I mean, based on this, I, I, I did want to ask you, um, you know, most of your teaching, are you teaching designers these things like service design and design thinking or do, are you or currently are you teaching more non-designers i think in current years we have seen there is a huge um shift towards non-design students that means mm. we we would have a combination of engineering students mm. uh and I also had a, a student from law. Ah, law okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's interesting. Uh, so they, they, they bring in that multidisciplinary background and experience. That's actually a, 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 a boost, you know, to how uh, these students can collaborate because yeah. they, they, they come with dif- different uh, different dominant knowledge. Mm, yeah, Of course, Not of just course design not just aesthetics but how they can they can share yeah. the, the diversity yeah yeah i mean for i mean for for me i'm teaching mainly communication design students and interior design students those are the two design courses that we have currently um, but outside yeah. of that i also teach into healthcare um, you know, like nursing, occupational therapy. We're just finishing up our occupational therapy module now. We're also teaching yeah. accountancy, hospitality business. And I think that's 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 also um something that we're we're, we're seeing, you know. Um when non-design students actually come and learn these methodologies, uh, they yeah. do come with a slightly different uh, mindset, um, a slightly different perspective, and of course, definitely a very different domain knowledge, right? Because the domain knowledge that they have will be in their particular fields, right? Whether it's law or engineering, um, or accountancy, uh, or health and social sciences, um, and when we see that, um, you know, it's actually quite, quite interesting to sort of see, and it's quite heartening to see that hey, they are they are not just learning about the tools that we're teaching in design, but they're applying it quite well. I mean, from what I can see, um, they do apply that user-centeredness. Uh, it takes a while to get them to uh, be on the same page, but when they still do start to get it, um, you can see that they really understand it a little bit more to say that, hey, I really understand the importance of understanding my user uh, as well as, you know, defining the problem statements a little bit more right so i think um one of the experiences that i get sometimes and i'm sure you do as well is that um, a lot of times when people get problems you know um they will say okay i have a solution this is a solution i have you know um and i i think this is the best solution but but sometimes when we do design thinking or we do you know design research um we do need to dig a little bit deeper, right? The, the the analogy they always give is the onion, right? You need to peel away the onion, the layers of the onion. Um, mm. And we need to really get a better understanding of, of, of what is that core solution that's there, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure you also have similar cases where, you know, students come in um, or people that you brief and they say, oh, I have a problem. Okay, here's my solution, right? You know, I'm sure you also deal with that, that quite often, right? Yeah. Mm. So in 
in my in my uh, latest or in, in in my most recent uh, teaching innovation because I think over the years um, we have come to understand students on the way they learn you know mm. their frustration and in my service design uh, class yeah students actually kept a, a workbook or a journal mm. where at the end of the semester they they would really pour uh, and in the terror express what they had gone through mm. in that 12 weeks so from there we actually analyze how how did students um, overcome you know that hurdle that new learning curve to embrace a new set of tools a new set of uh, knowledge mm. and skills skill sets and from there we tailored a way to facilitate students in learning because this is very abstract mm, yeah you know? it, it is, you're always is. trying to tell me um don't 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 focus on the solution defer suspend suspend <laughs> that, that that mindset for a solution but yeah. how do you expect me you know to actually get it the first time you know i i i i'm not from a design uh, uh faculty or i'm not yeah. from a design um, background so from there we came up with this um, teaching teaching approach where we guide them, we facilitate them gradually. That means from a tool, from, from, from a, a broad sense of uh, tool set, we call that a tool set. And then from the tool set, they escalate, you know, they gradually they escalate to skills, you know, learning the tools first, right? This is a sticky note, this is what you're going to do with it. Mm. And from then, they build that skill. And then the highest level, the highest level that we want them to achieve is the mindset, mm. you know, that is the pinnacle of their learning uh, journey. Mm. Yeah. So in a way, focusing, spending more time on the problem framing phase, to me, that is how we can help them to cultivate that creative confidence mm. i think creative confidence has been um talked about a lot you know in 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 the um, design thinking arena mm. especially there is a book by this kelly brothers you know the ideal founders mm. they wrote a book about creative confidence so um, that is what we as the um the teaching uh team that is what we we hope to uh, impart to the yeah. students. Yeah, and I think you also touched upon this very important point. I think which is that ambiguity, right? So, yeah, um, yeah. I I do see it also with some of the students where, um, they cannot grasp, or it, not say they cannot, but it takes time for them to grasp this aspect of ambiguity to say that I, I'm really not sure what's in front of me but I constantly try to um, you know uh, try to coach them in the sense to say that it's okay you know we don't have the, all of the answers in front of us and in times of 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 real life projects most of the time that's also the case right when you go out into the industry you work you deal with different types of problems um, we're not even sure whether it's an internal problem, an organizational problem. We're not sure whether it's a branding problem or an external communications kind of problem. We're not sure it's a systems or a service problem. 
and that kind of ambiguity, I think a lot of people are not very um, confident of at the start, right? So, so, um, and it's it's good. I think it's a good thing to to for us to teach at the early stage to say that when we start moving out into the real world, these are going to be um, your managerial level skills that you actually will be dealing with, right? Um, and the ambiguity is something that we need to 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 consider, like. And I think, I mean, to be honest, when I think back on design thinking, this whole ambiguity thing, and I think of even now in today's this this COVID situation, right? Um, yeah. I think the ambiguity is something that a lot of people need to be able to deal with to say what's the step forward, right? We're not sure, mm-hmm. but can we create solutions to you know, uh, you know. St- to solve things on a bigger picture or can we you know solve things on a on a smaller scale uh, both are fine right but it's it's about dealing with that situation and saying that, okay um, the situation is always changing new research new data comes out let me deal with this ambiguous there's no there's no sort of blueprint that we can follow right um, you know, we've seen, you know, China has done things differently, Taiwan, Hong Kong, Australia, Singapore, Malaysia, all these countries, they've all done things differently to deal with this COVID situation. And I think we c- it cannot be a case where let's take one solution from somewhere and then apply it within our own country, right? You know, I think for yourself, you you are a Malaysian and you are living in Australia, right? I'm sure you keep very close tabs on what's happening back home in 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 in, uh, in Malaysia, but you yourself experiencing COVID in Australia, um, it's also I think it's also very different. The things you deal with, the things that um, people deal with, I think it's it's definitely very very different. And it's very ambiguous. We we cannot always say that let's take one solution from somewhere else and just apply it to our own country, right? So I think this thing of ambiguity. Is um, it's not to say that you have all the answers. I feel it's more of saying that I'm not sure what's going to happen next, but I will just continue iterating and you know collecting more research and trying to define the problem as I move forward. Because at one stage the problem may be you know a people problem, it may be a policy problem, also and so forth, right? But um, as long as I'm constantly dealing with it. Um, and I'm okay with that iteration and I'm okay with the ambiguity, ultimately the problems or the problem will be solved. Like, if you, I mean, of course, we're talking about very big things, but you know, when we, we, tr- we, we convert it back to a smaller, maybe a business or um, um, maybe to an organization or a brand, I, I think we can apply some of these things internally as well, especially with this whole I- idea of accepting ambiguity la, and, and being uncertain to a certain extent on what's happening next right yeah mm. yeah Kali, uh let's go back to one of the terms that you brought up oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah iteration you know uh, when, it, when, we, when we start to bring up the iterative quality yeah. or the organic the organic uh, aspect of design thinking mm. that doesn't mean that students have to follow that linear um, journey. Yeah. That, that linear approach of starting off with, with understanding the problem and then uh, uh, or 
empathy, you know. Mm. These are these are proprietary words from from the design school. That doesn't mean students have to follow that pathway. If the problem comes with um, tested solution, why why can't we we begin? We why can't we start to research on what makes what drives people to use a certain uh, um, solution mm. uh, to combat a, 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 a pandemic like what we are facing now, yep. and we move backwards on that. That there isn't a, a cookie cutter way of of applying the tools, you know. But again, that comes from confidence. Mm. You see, so yeah. students have to be exposed, have to be given mm. the latitude to explore and experiment with things. Yeah. So that is why in our um, innovation, the the the, the pedagogy uh, framework, okay, mm. that I introduce in the in the class is that we first allow the students to. Uh, look at the problem and reframe the problem. So reframing, problem reframing is uh, paramount. Mm. Right? Most, most often we look at a, a brief and we say, yeah, 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 I know. I know what they want. I know what the client mm. wants. Yeah. But if you allow, if you allow yourself to look at the problem try to peel like what you're saying, mm. you're using the an- analogy of the onion, mm. um, try to peel and then look for latent. Most of the time, there are a lot of latent underlying problems that we, we, we cannot see yeah. or we cannot sense. Yeah, So it's only through um, a lot of uh, fact digging, yeah, mm. a lot of empathic uh, or a lot of um, conversation. Yeah, From then, we can broaden our way of looking at a problem. Mm. You know, a problem of uh, wasting food, a problem of, um, uh, yeah, current problems. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a, an example. So I would always want to put, like to frame it in a way that in order to build that confidence, it's just that, that, three, that, that three T, you know. First, you um, do a lot of trial, trial and error. Mm. And then you have to trust that journey. And then the second T is the, is the trust. If you do not trust the journey, you're always trying to be perfect. You would always want to anticipate a, a very ideal or optimal outcome mm. from your, your tool set, from your process. That would actually be a, a stumbling block yeah. you know it will not allow you to go very far and the highest uh, level or the final final key is to to thrive mm. yeah because you cannot you cannot flourish ideas cannot flourish if we do not experiment yeah 
Yeah. I mean the experimentation. So yeah, I mean the experimentation thing is very important. I mean, um, yeah. it's very hard to not talk about COVID now because COVID is actually all around us. <laughs> but even when we when I'm, I just think that I noticed that right. So let's let's say we talk about our Singapore government, right? Um, when they say, oh, let's uh, we want to put a a hole or we want to um bring less people into a a particular uh, market. Right, so you can see yep. that they try one. They 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 don't have the perfect solution. There's no perfect solution, right? But they they mm. say okay, let let's just try this solution out. Okay, people are not listening. Okay, we need to add another layer. People are not listening. We need to add another layer. So you can also see that, um, uh, you know, from an organize from a political, societal level, right? Um, mm. this iterative. Approach experimental approach is something that that works. You know, if it doesn't work from day one, okay, now my day two or day three, I make the changes if it needs to be made, right? And I make that change rather than me trying to plan out the perfect solution. It may consider all these different things, um, and it may take three or four months to to launch, right? But you know, it, it sometimes have having to, you know, when it comes to solving problems, we 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 sometimes have to come from a, a iterative approach, lah. And I think um, if we're considering businesses, businesses don't really have the time to, you know, especially small businesses, like even big businesses as well, you know, big organizations, um, you know, but a lot of businesses don't have that time to sit down and say, okay, let me do months and months of R and D. Let me do two or three months of ethnographic research. Let me do months of qualitative or quant- uh, qual- uh, quantitative or qualitative research. A lot of businesses don't have time because they need to be able to figure out, okay, how can I solve my problem as quickly as possible, right? So they will try something. If it doesn't work, okay, let me try something else. So and 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 businesses that are fast enough la, or quick on their feet or agile enough to make those changes I notice um, they are able to pivot quite quickly they are able to move quite fast as well um, mm. and you know uh, whereas where, 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 where businesses are a bit cautious like oh I don't really want to change this I don't really want to change that let me do more research let me do more of this um, you know then we make some of these changes right um, you know I think research is Definitely important design thinking. The number one thing is understand research, right? But mm. I think we've we've started to see that, um, you know, I promote for research, but I don't want to promote for over researching, you know, and that over researching can be a sign of that lack of creative confidence, that lack of being able to embrace ambiguity, that lack of being able to, um. Um, be experimental and iterative, right? So I think being quick on their feet, you know, being uh confident, you know, is I mean, the, as we keep this conversation going, right? Um, I think we can start to see that there are uh you know quite a few um overlaps lah, and everything's starting to link together quite well. Um, yeah. I think you you you. Earlier on, you mentioned about how businesses have to be um, agile in the sense that you just have to embrace, you know, have to um, ride, ride on the on the waves on what's actually happening and what needs to be done. What's what's what necessitate that that um, that big shift, you know, in a in a way to frame a problem 
and to explore and to experiment with solutions. So ultimately, it is again going out to the field, get responses, talk to people, yeah, gather um, life stories, their experience, their knowledge, yeah, and from there, allow allow the data to guide us, to lead us with whichever approach that you would want to explore towards a solution. And that is, again, um, the principle yeah, of human-centered design. You know, it's, it's all evidence out there. You know, we, 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 we based it on that set of evidence and these live stories, they will guide us towards the solution. So earlier on, again, also we mentioned about how um, we try to defer, defer the solution while we are framing a problem. So this is what uh, it will entail further on once you have collected um, a, a, rich, a rich set of um, user data as the, uh, the bedrock of your um, solution. Yeah, so I mean, from that we can we can really start to see how, um, you know, as I guess as designers lah, we need to, um, really start thinking about how, you know, I think I think there's this question that that I've 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 been asked um quite a bit, and I think this is also a question that a lot of um. Uh, designers are also asking and, and people who take these design thinking courses or service design courses, they are, they're asking in that sense that, okay, when we are making something that's user-centric, um, centered around that user, where do we find that balance, right, to say that, okay, do, am I really doing something that is for the user at the end of the day or is it something that is actually more about fulfilling the business needs because I think that's something that is uh, a question that um, you know design thinking is also constantly being asked right um, what is the if I mean of course we're speaking from in terms of uh, from a business perspective like, right how much do I go and listen to my user how much research do I go into to to get that data before I start to really consider and say that okay actually my user is as important or is it actually a separate thing because you know sometimes people are saying that actually what my user needs may not actually bring in value for the business it may not um it may not convert to sales at the end of the day it may not convert to um, conversions in terms of new customers it may not convert to that but actually it may be the same thing and I think um, from that what each organization each business um, needs to to look at that lah. I mean if we sort of look at this whole pandemic thing right what the users want is to go about their daily lives and do things normally but from what we from what is the the goal of the organization or in that sense a country 
um, it may not be the same thing, right? So I think, um, I think, I think, I think that that's something that um, we're starting to see, like, and questioning this user part that's quite important as well. I mean, um, so yeah, I mean, um, I think so. So I guess with that in mind, I think we we did cover quite a lot of things, right? We we did speak quite a bit about how. Um, you know, design thinking is something that is uh, um, uh, uh, quite quite important, and how design thinking can can be used in different situations. We also talked about um, how um, different companies or different organizations can be, um, you know, utilizing user research for their own for your own purposes. Um, is there anything that you want to end off with, um, Man? Anything that you want to sort of say to um, close off this session? Because I think we did cover quite a bit. Um, anything else that you want to sort of end off? Maybe we spoke we spoke about, um, you know, teaching designers or non-designers. We also talked about, you know, this whole idea of embracing ambiguity. Um, but do you think there's anything else that we, we you want to sort of end off with? Okay, I think... Um the key takeaway message, I think, for us at this point, especially in the domain of uh, teaching and practice, is that um, we have to slowly, we have to gradually allow ourselves um, to cultivate that, uh, that confidence and the familiarity with the tools and the maturity, yes, to dispense whichever um, method that we would consider the most applicable yes, at this point uh, within the parameters of our brief. Okay. Um, so I guess we will close off from there. Uh, thank you very much, Man, for joining us for this um, session for everything designs um, and we will see you in the next uh, show thank you bye